All right, welcome back to another episode of the Backroom Podcast with special guest Garrett Peterson. Well, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Um, Garrett, what, what's new with life? I know you have a baby, and I haven't talked to you much since you've had a kid. How's that? How's being a dad? Dude, being a dad is fantastic. I'm actually chilling in the parking lot outside of Walmart while uh, the baby and the mama are inside getting party supplies for the mom's birthday. Oh, it's mom's birthday? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Hannah's birthday is on Monday. Well, the 18th. yeah, it's, her birthday is on the 18th as well, but we're celebrating early. Oh, wow. That is very unique. I did not even know that. Yeah. Garrett, when's your birthday? July. Oh, not even close. To, that'd be cool if our birthday was the same. <laughs> that would be a nuts. But, um, yeah, explain, like, being what, like, a dad is like. Because I have no idea. And for to me, it just seems like I'm not quite mature enough to be a dad. And I remember when you found out uh, your, your, your lady friend was pregnant, you weren't too excited. You know, you were kind of scared at the same time. So what, what's the difference between then and now? Like, have you matured a lot or... Well, what's going on? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of forced maturity, I would say, and it's it's not necessarily a bad thing either. Um, so when I first found out, of course, I was terrified. I was twenty, gonna be a dad, living in an apartment with my childhood best friend. I I, I had things planned, but sometimes you just buckle down, and it's what you need for some growth. I. I see that you've done pretty similar things once you went into the military. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that like a lot changes, but it really forces you to start to figure out who you are as an adult. And then as soon as you go through all the pregnancy and you're finally holding a kid, it's game time and you've already been prepping for nine months. You're good to go. So when you like held your kid, what's her name again? It's Nora, Nora. right? It's Nora. Yeah. So when you held Nora for the first time, what was that? What was that like? It was surreal. I felt like I was just kind of pulled out of reality there for a second. And it, it's kind of cliche. A lot of people say it. Um, but like they gave her to me. They asked me to cut her cord. I did so. And they're like, here, hold her for a while. And. I know everything was rustling and bustling around me because they were still, you know, working on Anna and getting her all sewed back up because she was a C-section. Oh, she and, was. And I was just, didn't even notice anything else around me. It was just me and Nora. and That was it. It was my like my own pocket world. Yeah. I mean, like, we you've had situations like that, you know? So, um... But that's really cool to be a dad. I wish, I mean, I don't wish I was a dad now for sure. But um, speaking of that forced maturity, though, uh, I think it's probably like the best thing that could happen to a person. You know what I mean? Um, Not just because like, I don't know how to say this, but um, not only just to like grow as a person, but like it really like, I mean, I mean, it says it by itself, forced maturity, you know, like you just mature, you know? 
Like, I could be, like, if I didn't live with Carol and I tour, like, if I didn't get adopted, I would definitely be, like, probably, like, smoking weed and doing maybe harder drugs than that. You know what I mean? No, I totally get it. There's, uh, there's a lot of ins and outs and variables in people's lives, but it's, it's really a blessing when you have something like that to just really make you decide that you don't want to just be another number somewhere. Mm -hmm. You want to be someone better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's just a great, a great way to just turn a boy into a man. Yeah. Much. So, um, how's, how's Cam doing? Are you guys still living there or are you guys, uh, living with your parents? Yeah, I, uh, I was planning on just living with Cam for a while and then saving up for a house. And then I was very blessed to have my parents be like, Hey, why don't you, uh, grab Nora and Anna and come live with us for a little bit. And any money you were going to spend on rent, put it towards the down payment for a house. So now I'm, I'm out hunting for a house right now. Where do you guys plan on living at? Like in Norway Heights still or uh, Cheney? Well, honestly, it's, uh, well, you know exactly what it's like out here in the West Plains. Uh, mm. I don't want to be in the city, but I kind of want to be in a more rural area. And I, I think Jared told you about how he's getting some land. I want to do something like that. But also, I'm really thinking about taking the military route and just going wherever they station us. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a bad option, but I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely not a bad option if you don't mind moving around and if you can uh, deal with your kid going to different schools and stuff like that. Like that, that'll, that's the easy part, I guess. Well, if she's my kid, she's going to be sociable no matter where she is. That's true. <laughs> So, uh, what's, uh, what's Anna up to? Like, is she got a job at, she was working at the casino the last time I knew. Yeah. Yeah. I don't she know. was, uh, she was a housekeeper all the way up until about two days before Nora was born. And then I told her not to even worry about it. We're gonna, she's gonna stay at home for a while and take care of the baby until we're comfortable for her to go to a daycare. And then Anna's going to join the workforce, which should be pretty soon, actually. Yeah, hopefully – didn't Washington just extend their uh, lockdown? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I'm pretty upset about it, TBH. But you guys are getting, if I read right, uh, a $1,200 stimulus check. And then on top of that, there's two of you, so it will be 2400 And then you have a dependent, which is Nora, so you'll get 3600 yeah, we we had one round of those already, but I saw something in the news that we might be getting another one here soon. Mm-hmm. That's what I read this morning is that you guys weren't going to get another one at least. That we are or are not? That you guys are. Oh, sweet. It was that's like a $3 so... trillion dollar thing that got passed or something like that. Oh, that's nuts. That just means more money to go right into the uh, housing fund. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, and then what's Cam up to lately? Is he still doing his U- UPS thing? Yeah, he's a driver for UPS. Uh, with this pandemic, uh, there's a lot of people just ordering a bunch of shit. And so he's delivering a lot and getting a lot of overtime. And they pay him well, give him benefits. 
And then right now, obviously, it's kind of hard to get a job unless you obviously work at like UPS, something that's like, quote, quote, essential. Um, and you were working at, uh, where were you working at before this? Uh, I was working for a uh, aerospace company. We're contracted with all of the large commercial airlines. And then we had a couple of Department of Defense contracts as well, which kept us essential and the uh, company open. However, uh, because of all the lockdown, a lot of the commercial orders got canceled and they had to cut the workforce by about 40 to 60 percent. And uh, last hired, first fired, right? No, I actually missed the chopping block for the first round of uh, layoffs. And then when I got brought into a room with a bunch of other people to have the bad news, there were some people that have been there for years. It was nuts. There was a lot of variables that went into there that was like, hey, we're basing it off of your skill set, your knowledge, what parts that you just know how to do. And that's most of Washington right now, right? Like a lot of shops are closing down. And I think the huge problem with it is Washington is not a cheap state, you know, like the minimum wages, isn't that like 12, 25 or something like that? It's something like that, but I've been making more than minimum wage since I was 16. So yeah, you you were working at your, you were working at your parents sandwich shop at one point or breakfast place uh it was a restaurant and bar and it was my it was my grandparents we owned it for about 47 years before we sold it and now it's an irish sandwich shop and now it is that sandwich shop you are correct did you have you eaten there i i've been in there once and it was it was a different feeling they they changed up a lot of the interior and the building is practically unrecognizable except for a few just big points on the inside and i'm like wow this is this is different i was shell-shocked when i walked in because i grew up there but well yeah yeah but i mean it's it's nice though right uh it's all right um their sandwiches are pretty good they they really lay on the meats and i appreciate that what kind of what kind of meats do they have on their sandwiches it it is a sandwich shop they've got everything uh i typically get like (laughs) An Italian stallion, which has got like salami and all kinds of good shit on there. And then sometimes I get a rancher, which is mostly just turkey and bacon. That sounds pretty good. I'm it not going to lie. Um, have you been playing any recent video games or anything? Uh, yeah, I, I caved. I caved and bought the new Modern Warfare. Uh, Are you playing Warzone or just uh, Call of Duty? Yeah, I'm playing a bit of Warzone. Uh, I've only gotten one win so far, and because I'm I'm <laughs> terrible at games, I I don't really have I didn't really have time for it between job and spending all my precious time at home with my baby. But now that I'm unemployed and baby takes like three naps a day, I get a couple hours of good game time before bed. That's always nice. I mean, I I just started uh, playing video games more frequently in my day. Um, just cause like Hannah's so tired of watching the, uh, TV, there's like nothing else to watch. We've watched everything. Yeah. You guys got fucking weird Netflix compared to Americans. It's true. We have like, 
yeah, it's very different. Like, we don't have a lot of we, – well, we have a lot of American stuff because, like, you know, America's got the best um, productions. Um, but Italians still don't allow – well, they just put on, like, um, New Girl or something like that. So Hannah's watching that. Well, we but, just got Avatar The Last Airbender, and I'm pretty excited about it. We've had that for, like, at least since I've been here. And I was going to watch it. I was going to watch it, but then I was like, ah, uh, I don't know. And then I started watching, like, Money Heist or something, which if you haven't watched Money Heist, I really suggest watching that one. Okay. Money Heist. It's, uh, it's like a Spanish show. Like, they filmed it in Spain, and then they dubbed it in English. So if you can get past the dubbing, it's probably one of the greatest shows I've ever watched. I mean, I like, right speak beside... Spanish. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Uh, my daughter's quarter mexican anna's half mexican oh yeah that's right so you probably just like pick up on the language and that is fortunate it is fortunate my daughter's already starting to be a little bilingual i'm pretty excited about it i mean i'm trying to learn i've like i haven't gotten too far into it but i'm trying to take some uh, italian classes so i can uh, learn a little bit of italian while i'm over here but at the same time, I want to take some Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes. So I'm like, uh, which one do I rather do? Dude, I, I, mean, was, I, could... I was just going to, like, jiu-jitsu and, like, shopping around trying to find the gym that's right for me over here. And then all mm-hmm. this shit shut down. And oof. Well, if I was in Washington, I would totally go to Newborn, you know? Well, yeah, they, they've got some good stuff. But, like, I don't know. I, I really like – just gyms in general but there's this one downtown i can't remember what it's called it's like warrior camp or something and they've got a lot of like live sparring big mm-hmm. fan and it, that's like an mma gym and I, i'm not actually sure I'm like the mma thing but like i like sparring yeah i used to go there when i was a, a freshman and the only reason i didn't like it is because some 40 year old i was like 15 16 and some 40 year old was like trying to break my arm and i was like dude i'm trying to compete for something other than my ego you know so maybe the gyms change i remember when i went there michael kiesis went there and so did who's that other guy that he trains with hold up it's like sam something he's another ufc fighter or maybe he's bellator one okay have you been uh, staying caught up on the UFC and stuff? Because I do enjoy I have been. those fights. I love watching the UFC. I just actually have you. Did you watch the Cejudo fight? No, I just barely missed it, and I was really mm-hmm. upset about it because it was the co-main event. Because Cejudo has always been one of my favorite fighters. Uh, I actually he was my sparring partner for the entire Owens camp. It was like getting my own. Uh, your own clinic. Trainer. It was awesome. It was awesome. I, I trained with him in 08. Uh, so he was already an Olympic gold medalist. No, it was the week before oh. he left for Beijing. Oh, that's crazy. It was nuts. It, did you watch the Olympics like that week? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. I've got like his autobiography. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Cejudo. Those Vapors tattoos that I had for a long time and then blew out I've... at uh NIC camp, mm-hmm. North Idaho College camp. Uh, they 
were the Henry Cejudo editions. I remember that you loved the Henry Cejudo shoes. I didn't know that you got taught by Henry Cejudo himself. Oh, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time with that man, and I'm sure he doesn't remember me at all because it, it was fucking over 10 years ago, and I was small and portly. Yeah, you, you and your brother had the same build of, like, 125. And then high school hit. <laughs> no, I, I was always a chunk. And then I, uh, I don't know. I, I got pretty good fat to muscle ratio with junior and senior year. It was, it was a good time. Uh, I actually went to a social distancing bonfire a couple weeks ago and ran into some guys from high school. And they just stroked my ego the whole time. They were like, hey, dude, I remember you. You were one of the wrestler dudes. You were jacked. I was like, I, I was? I wasn't. <laughs> I was I? Oh. I was like, I thought I looked like the other guys on the football team. You know, the big belly boys. And they're like, yeah. no, dude, those guys were chunks. You were jacked. Yeah, you were uh, HWT heavyweight in our, uh, in our team two years in a row, weren't you? All four years, bud. All four, yeah, and you were only floating around at like two thirty. Yeah, I was floating at like two thirty-five, wrestling at two eighty-five, which is why I kept putting HWT on my uh, stuff instead of two eighty-five. Because you're like, I'm I, not, I'm not two eighty-five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, but you couldn't put two twenty either, because, I mean, that was a lot. What was that? Fifteen pounds? That's a. I mean, it's not a lot of weight to lose, but. It's still it's at not, the same but time. I also enjoyed not having to cut weight. I could eat so much on the bus on the way out there. Mm-hmm. Just I remember on the my kids that were oh my god sweating because they were overweight. I remember my junior or my sophomore year. You were a senior, and that was probably like the worst of my weight cuts because my <laughs> junior and senior year I didn't cut at all. Like, um, but I mean. Yeah, it was it was not very fun. I remember you were eating like sometimes it would be healthy. Devin Waterman would eat a lot too. And then Ferguson. Can we first talk about Ferguson's debacle? His uh senior senior picture debacle? That is ridiculous. Dude, that was that was stupid. Uh I it's weird thinking about that now because of all of our my history with Ferguson. So for any of the viewers or listeners, whatever you want to call yourself, uh, we've got this buddy, and he's been a sparring partner of mine for as long as he's been wrestling, so like middle school. And then before that, he was a Pan-American Jiu-Jitsu champ. And he's always been a silly guy. He's got a dad that's like an auctioneer and a mom that's a social worker. It's a weird combo. So he's always been a little aloof. But dude was just nuts and for some reason uh Cheney high our senior year decided that we were done with senior quotes uh so i know some people didn't get senior quotes before that if you don't know it's you get a little quote that you want to put in the yearbook for people to remember you by with your name next to it and then you'd have your senior pictures our buddy michael or fergie he had a picture of him in a hot tub, fully clothed, wearing pink rim or 
lensless glasses, so just the rims. Frames? Frames. Uh, yeah, like pink sunglasses frames. Yeah, pink sunglasses frames, wearing a shiny watch and having the waterfall feature go across his back and just have a nice little water feature in his picture. And a lot of the school board said that wasn't going to fly because it was too suggestive, too sexual, because Fergie was a very suggestive guy in just about everything that he did. And uh, so he's, they said, no, uh, we had a big thing about it. It was on the news. Uh, they had an interview about it. It was crazy, but like, eventually he just submitted and put on a new photo photo for the yearbook and it was weird but that wasn't the end of it for michael ferguson wrestling year wrestling season comes around i've been wrestling since i was seven and uh the parents association is like hey we will make posters of you you guys looking good in your singlets and we'll hang around the school uh, all we need you to do is look like you would during season. But Michael refused to shave his dirty stash. So oh, yes. I, was I remember that. There was some beef there. A couple uh, wrestling room brawls. But in the end, we ended up being like, ah, fuck it. And we're still good friends about it. Well, I mean, it was only high school, you know. I mean, I mean, it's a big deal for a lot of kids to get that poster. Because you only get it your senior year. Um why but, it was a big deal for me. I wanted yeah. it ever since I was seven. I mean, I didn't I was, get one. When so. I was a little guy wrestling, we were always going to the high school matches, sometimes going to, like, college matches. Mm-hmm. NIC, wrestle-offs and shit. Yeah, NIC. Uh, they had some other big ones. Uh, I saw Boise wrestle a couple times. Did, they got rid of their program, didn't they? I don't know. I I haven't been following. I I was gonna wrestle in college, and then decided against it for Oregon State. But that was 2016. I didn't mm-hmm. even think about going to Boise. I think they, I think they may have like shut it down, and then they maybe recently reopened it. But I remember when I was a senior, that wasn't an option. Um, I only got two offers. To go to, and it wasn't even like full offers. It was for uh, Huskins, Nebraska, and NIC. But everyone wrestles at NIC if you go to Spokane, Washington. So, I mean, Nebraska would have been a cool one, though. I mean, what's in Nebraska though? It's like corn and people, like like four people. You know what I mean? Hey, that's the thing though. Is like you can get so much done and become the apex wrestler if there's nothing to do but wrestle. It's true. Um, yeah, it's very true. Uh, I remember. I remember just uh, actually remember that time when we were driving to districts. To uh, this has nothing to do with being a good wrestler at all. But uh, we were driving to districts. We all spent the night at my house, like the whole wrestling team that was going to districts. And we hopped in your car. It was me and Billy Smith. Oh boy. Oh, jeez. And then in the other car was Waterman. There was may- maybe Fergie. 
Michael Bozeman and a couple other people. And we were all just racing to go to the high school first. And I live about 20 minutes away from the high school. And then they took like the highway, which was like super safe, not dangerous at all. Just maybe a little bit of speeding. And then we took like the back road because we were, uh, geez, we were, we were, uh, behind them for like the longest time. And so then we slowed down, we turned to the back road and it's like this dirt back road, which is notorious for its crashes. And like, I've heard like maybe four death stories about people driving on that Murphy road. And we were just, I remember Devin Waterman coming out and he was like, all we could see is trees. And then there was that light just zooming past. And then we almost died. <laughs> yeah, I, I really hope that uh, none of our parental units are ever going to listen to this. Because I'm convinced <laughs> that I died in that crash. We all died in that crash. And everything that we're experiencing now is our life flashing before our eyes before we actually make the final impact. There is that... a blind 90-degree turn at the end of Murphy. They recommend that you take it at maybe 30. I'm taking it at fucking 75. Skirting around it. You can see me kicking up gravel on the ass end. I've got two freshmen or sophomores just mounted up in the back of my truck. And they're all holding on for dear life. They're in the cab. They're not in the bed. And... And I remember, like, the back seat of your truck was just, like, four inches wide, which was just big enough to fit our 106-pounder, Little Bill. Um, so, if Little Bill, if you're listening, I'm glad you're still alive. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what happened to Little Bill. He's actually he's a Marine now. Yeah, he's a Marine. Good for him. Yeah, but he's reserves, though, so, like... I don't know if that's oh, like so not as cool. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still pretty cool. Even he has to go through the, I think they upgraded like the military or the Marines boot camp right before he left. So he was going through literally the hardest boot camp there ever has been for the Marines. Yeah. Well, I went to J Rob. So, I mean, like <laughs> who, who, who really knows? <laughs> I also went to J Rob, J Rob life, J Rob life coach. Um, oh, dude, I remember Raz would get pure, pretty furious on the team, which hopefully I can have Raz on here because he's got a pretty cool story about uh, training for his Ironman. Yeah, that, that'd be really cool. That would be sweet. Um, yeah, so we just got... Italy over here. It's under a lockdown. We're actually loosening up the uh, the whole rules and stuff. So now we can go outside. On the 18th, we're going to hear a little bit more of what we can do. On June 3rd, though, they're opening up the borders and we're allowed to travel. And you are gone. I'm going to be gone. Like As soon as they're like, all right, the borders are open, I'm already going to be across. I'm going to be in another country. Just gonna You're going to be camping there three days at the border before it opens up. The moment they start lifting up fucking guardrails, you are there. I'm going to be Martin Warfare 3 sliding through underneath 
just running. Leave the car. Leave everything. Come on, Hannah. We're going to Spain. It's true. That that I don't know if I would want to go to Spain. Maybe Madrid, which is in Spain, but that is in Spain. I think we're trying to go to Malta or Greece or something. That'd be sick. Yeah. I'm talking to Anna about me going into the military, and she's just listing off like, oh, what if we get stationed here? What if we get stationed here? I said, I don't know anything. I doubt we're going to get anything I request. It's true. You're, when you go to basic, you'll, uh, you'll fill out this, um, this dream sheet is what they call it. Well, at least for the Air Force. You'll fill out a dream sheet, and it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like the last thing on people's mind. So uh, I think it's a huge like, thing. you get stationed out in Italy? You can hang out with Zach. I was like, that'd be nice. I love Zach. And then she's like, what if we go to Japan? I was like, I like food. I love Asian food. Like, I would love to go to Japan or Korea for a year. Yeah, Korea would be sick. So right now I'm stuck in this predicament where I can either extend for six months and I can go to like extend in the military for six months and I can go to a base anywhere for a year or I extend another six months in Italy. So I'm kind of, I don't really know what I want to do. I was wondering if you're going to extend your contract period. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I I signed for four because I don't know if I'm going to really like it or not. And I think that's where a lot of people make a mistake because the military is like, or at least the Air Force is just one big, um, like, ploy to keep people in the military. So if you sign for a six, you're already four years away from being halfway, right? And people are like, oh, man, like, I'm already six years in. I should just do another four, and then I'll do my 20. Like, I'll be, you know, it's just... An easy way out to make make you a twenty year person, and yeah. then there's there's some people that like, uh, you know, they they fall into the Air Force trap where they get married and then they have a kid and then boom they're in the military for twenty years because that's all they know. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, hopefully not what I do because I don't want a kid for a while. But you know, crazy things have happened and. If I had a kid, I probably would still get out. Fair enough, fair enough. Actually, we we have somebody in my office that has been in the... Sorry, she is 40 years old, and she just joined the military. So she is an airman first class, which is not, not very long into the military. And she actually has friends here from high school that are like master sergeants. Huh. Which is mind blowing. So don't spend too long thinking about if you should join. Just just do it. Well, I'm going to cut the weight anyway. So the first step is to cut the weight and then I talk to recruiters. Mm-hmm. How do you plan on like cutting the weight? Well, with the gym gloves, I'm pretty upset about it, but <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of cardio. And then my uncle, who's also in the military, uh, has home weights and a squat rack and all that good stuff in his garage. So I've just been going over there and getting some good workouts in, eating healthier. Because mm-hmm. I ballooned it while Anna was pregnant. We, uh, She'd always be like, well, I want McDonald's. And I'm like, well, you're pregnant. I'll get you whatever you want. 
But if I'm going to McDonald's, I'm gonna get myself some fries or something too while I'm there. Of course. I mean, why? Why wouldn't you? Um. So Hannah's birthday is Monday. I just bought her a gift, which is actually gonna help us run. But hopefully, this coronavirus thing is over because she's trained to ha- do a half marathon and. I, I kind of want to do this half marathon, but at the same time, I'm just like, I should just run when it happens. <laughs> like, I'll just yeah. run, I'll just run 13 miles when I need to. Yeah, you just need to like start training two weeks beforehand. That was J Rob, right? Yeah, I mean, you, we run, uh, well, they also run like two times a day. They have an easy practice in the morning, which isn't really easy. And then you have a hard practice, which is, also very hard most yeah, of the time. So start training two weeks beforehand. Yeah. So I don't know when we're going to do a half marathon. I think she's trying to add like a mile every single day when she runs, which I think is mind-blowing. I, I don't know. I couldn't do that. But when the gyms open up, phase three says we're allowed to do quote, quote, um, soft martial arts. And I think that means we're going to go hard in the jujitsu room. And I, I want to, I actually want to go up and actually get learning more about jujitsu. And I think it'd just be really fun. Oh, for sure. I think it would be a blast. I, uh, um, just one second. So as a wrestler, at least, I think doing jujitsu is very beneficial because jujitsu, not a lot of people have like good takedowns in jujitsu. And so they, they do these tournaments and they're telling me like, cause I've went to like one or two jujitsu practices and they were like, Oh man, like you have really good takedowns. So we could just take you to these Milan tournaments or something and you could just take them down, let them back up. And then you'd probably just win the thing. I'm like, yeah, but I'd probably get caught in a guillotine at one point, and then I'm going to just want to hurt myself or something. Well, yeah. Uh, so when it comes to the difference between jiu-jitsu and wrestling, uh, they're both beneficial to each other, but you do not want to cross it over too much. Uh, when it comes to wrestling, it's a lot of what can I do right here, right now, because it's very fast-paced. Mm-hmm. And jiu-jitsu has been described to me many times as more of like a physical chess match. It's very analytical. You want to be thinking four steps ahead. I think that's very true. Cause whenever I went, I'm not going to lie. I got, I got pretty wrecked in, in like the submission game. Um, just cause like I was very like, you know, I mean, as a lightweight wrestler, you kind of just wrestle hard Right, you just go for a pin, especially in wrestling matches. You just go for a pin, and then the match is over, and you're like, "Oh, that's it." But in jujitsu, it's you either tap or you wait five minutes, and then the whole match is over. And five minutes of grappling is so fucking hard, and I don't think people understand like how hard jujitsu is until they actually do it. Because then, I mean, you gotta you gotta worry about like your arms being out. You have to worry about your neck being too too high or Something crazy like that. And I think the hardest part for me, at least, is just being on my back. Like, the moment I'm on my back, I kind of freak out. But I know I shouldn't freak out. 
Yeah, that's that's one of those things, though, is that when you're wrestling, you're back, you're dead. But yeah. if you're in jiu-jitsu, you're back, being on your back is a power play, really. Yeah, it's like one of the best positions. Other than, like, obviously, like, top mount or... I don't know anything yeah, other than that. You are, it's all gravy if you're on your back in jiu-jitsu, and that is a, weirds me out. Because, you know, I, I've been wrestling for 14 years now, coaching now that I'm retired from the competitive scene. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I've learned just to just not want anything near my back, the floor, people, etc., what do you what do you think about coaching? Because I also started coaching wrestling. I I really enjoy it. It's it's really nice to see uh, people really being eager to learn and just want to be competitive. I think wrestling is a fantastic sport because of the way that it makes people, and especially when you're working with young bucks, it's it's something different. They're just there, ready to rough house, ready to learn. And then once they get a little bit of technique in, they're, they're monsters compared to everybody else that hasn't taken the time to learn their technique. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool to watch all of those kids just... They really... They mature also. It's, wrestling's also really good, like force maturity like we were talking at the beginning of our conversation it's just something else i'd also agree i mean i think people when they think of wrestling they're like oh like all you're doing is using a bunch of muscle to like take people down and you wear these weird weird items of clothing and like that's it but like i feel like wrestling teaches so much more than just like how to beat somebody right I feel like it teaches like competition, which is always good, right? Should always try to improve. Um, I think another thing it teaches really well is like uh, is um, self discipline. That's like the biggest thing for wrestling. Yeah, it's a lot of self discipline, self reliability, really, and you learn so much just in general from it. There's a uh, there's so much there. It's I've gone on spiels about this many times to you, and I'm, I'm going to do it again. When you're wrestling, it's a lot different from other sports. A lot of people say that, like, football is a great learning experience. It is, but it's not wrestling. Mm-hmm. When it's wrestling, it's not a team sport, and that's really important to me because you always have somebody else to blame if it's a team sport. Oh, well, if our receivers didn't do this or if our line didn't do this – we could have done much better. But when it's wrestling, it's you versus an opponent, and the only person you can blame for win or lose is yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, um, man, I could, I, I mean, we could talk about wrestling all day, you know, so that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of good kids uh, at, here in Aviano that were, they weren't, like, technically great, but they just worked really hard. And that was, like, one of my favorite parts. It was, like, just, just kids willing to work hard will get results really well. How how exactly does that work over, like, 
on foreign bases. Are you guys still learning collegian? Because I know America is the only person that really does collegian or folk style, whatever you want to call it. And then everybody else, if you are wrestling, it's Olympic. You're either doing Greco-Roman or freestyle. Yes. So here in uh, Italy, like we we wrestle with like uh, all we have is like the DOD kids, which is just military kids. And so they have like a school here for military kids and they wrestle against other military schools like around uh, Europe. So they go to like Ramstein. They go to um, Spain and a couple other places like that. So wrestling, we, we wrestle uh, collegiate and then we just wrestle. But if you do go to like Japan or Korea, I guess they teach um, just freestyle. And then they wrestle other Japan teams. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty – I wish we could wrestle freestyle because – I definitely want to get better at freestyle and Greco. But I'm also cool with just teaching uh, collegiate. Well, that's fair, too. I mean, that is the one that we learned first. It's true. So it's also your best one. But, hey, if you if you got really good at, like, freestyle, come out of your contract, join the Olympic team, and be like, hey, I know that guy. Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually wanted to try to make the Air Force team. So every November, they send kids to um, the Air Force Academy in Colorado. And then they just compete for three to four months, which won't count as any of my leave. It'll just be TDY. And then I'll hopefully wrestle off to make the Air Force team. Which would be kind of dope. That would be kind of dope. Then I would right. uh, wrestle all over the world. Hopefully, if I did make the Air Force team, I would be able to wrestle in the Olympics. But, you know, I'd have to wrestle like, I think it's like Joe Cologne and like Nashawn Garrett and those guys. There's some big names right there. Doable. Doable. Very true. Everybody's everybody's beatable. That's what's great and about the everybody sport. Everybody can beat you. That's what's great about the sport. Uh, so are you... Uh, but are also, you, if you didn't get it, like, that'd be a really cool story. That I uh, even tried? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it would be. There was actually a Cheney wrestler that tried out for the Air Force team. I forgot what his name was. Um... He only took third, and he made the Air Force team. Huh. He also coaches Buchanan High School in California. So, I mean, that's one of the biggest schools to wrestle at, too, other than Clovis. Like, that, that that rivalry in general is just known all over. So... Yeah, those are those are some pretty big names out there. All right, uh, Garrett, are you busy right now? Are you uh, do we need to be headed out or anything? Uh, no, I just got Anna climbing back into the car, and then I'm gonna take him home real quick. But I'm I'm driving, and you're hands free right now. If you need me to take off, we can take off. Yeah, I I don't want you to get in a crash or anything. So, 
Thanks for listening to the Backroom Podcast with the special guest Garrett Peterson. Garrett, you have anything? Yeah, thanks for having me again. You have anything else to say? Um, yeah, I want to give a big old shout out to my family and uh, Zach for helping me become who I am today. And for anybody that doesn't know, Zach's got a nickname and it's 